Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 521. That's right, 521. I was trying to find out if that was some sort of a potential number, but I couldn't think of anything apart from a fishing reel I used to use when I was a kid, which doesn't really apply to the music and technology podcast, which is what you're listening to, not the fishing podcast at all. Although, one day, I might get one of those together, but I'll have to get a lot better at it and have an audience who actually cares a jot about that information. Anyway, um, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. This is the uh, Sonic Talk, music technology podcast this show uh goes out live every wednesday 4 p.m uh, although next week and the week after we won't be having a show because wednesday next week we'll be at nam which is the massive uh, music technology show in los angeles at anaheim convention center and then the week after i'll be mostly on a plane or no i'll be back but driving down the m4 to to get home to uh um to, to do all of the things that i've been missing uh, as an absent father during that week but that's that's beside the side. Anyway, welcome everybody. Um, want to say hello to everybody in the chat room. Nice to see you there. Uh, <laughs> anglingtalk.com pop. Very funny. Uh, as you can see, the uh, chatties like to and very often contribute some great stuff to the show. So do come along. Sonicstate.com forward slash live. And also, uh, this is the live chat stream from YouTube as well. So we've got both. We run them both at the same time. I'm trying to keep on top of it. But if I miss your comment, I'm terribly sorry. I also want to say thank you very much to Isotope for sponsoring the show. Uh, there'll be a a competition a little bit later on uh, where you can win a copy of Ozone 8 which is their mastering suite of software very nice piece of kit and also uh, you'll be hearing from Bitwig who will be telling you about uh, Bitwig Studio 2.2 I believe in fact I think at NAM we might be seeing yet more updates I know I've got an appointment with them so anyway we'll we'll carry on and we'll start with uh, Mr. Yoad Nevo who is there as I was saying before the show yoadnevo.com producer mix engineer studio owner uh, waves plugin developer he's gone for the classic studio beauty shot this week which is uh, a new one in the repertoire how are you Yoad? are you well yeah i'm very well i'm trying to you know to give a different angle every for every program so just to keep it interesting so it's always interesting so that i'm trying to i don't know how many channels you've got there are they bays of 16 behind you or are they bays at 12, 12 so 12 24 yeah. Is there, 60, are there two behind you, or is that the master section behind that's you? That's the master section. Auto, I don't know if you can see all of them. There's 60 altogether. Wow. 60 and a scope. And a scope, yeah. And what are they, what's your, what's your um, as we used to call them, the Ronnies, which are the Ronnie, Ronnie Biggs, the big monitors in there? I can only see um, ATC, um, SCM 100s. Ah, yes, I remember you said. Are the, uh, what are your near fields as well? I can't see those quite. Um, Proax. Okay, I've not heard of those. Interesting. Proax, Canadian, um, I don't know if they're, yeah, they're amazing. Passive monitors, I have a quad, um, what is it, 404? Really? Old school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound uh, amazing. Sound really good. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because quads used to be, I've quad, the quads used to be, obviously, in, in active speaker world, which is sort of what everybody goes for, probably for convenience more than anything else. The quads have a sort of, they're quite, um, uh, what's the word, not smudgy, sort of forgiving. They're not, they're not like super fast transients, or am I mistaking my mistaking the qualities of it? Um, they sound, I don't know. Um, the ATCs, what I like about the ATCs is that you can you can really monitor them, monitor them very quietly, but they're still very transient, but in a pleasant way, and they're very transparent and loads of lots of headroom um the proax with the quad they sound i don't know in a way like a very good 
version of NSTENS in a ah. way. The, the, they don't go down lower, much lower than the NSTENS, but they go, they, they're a little bit more toppy. Um, but I don't know, there's some, you know, you get that oomph. You, you get, get that. I always remember, yeah. I always remember having to check, uh, I used to check the actual, the bass drum on NS10s by turning it up really loud and looking at the side. And if it creased in a certain way, I knew I was hitting <laughs> the right frequency on it because there's just nothing down there. So, but, but yeah, exactly. on the other hand, if you can get them sounding good on NS10s, you're pretty much, uh, you're, you're golden, right? So, um, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And also Mr. Charles Chicky Reeves, who is uh, back. Uh, we saw him last week, but he's been away on tour for quite some time now, back in the country uh, at his studio where he's... Uh, oh, look, your your analogue desk is starting to have things piled on it. Does that mean that it's now kind of... Yeah, does that mean that it's now not actually being used quite so much now? You've got your uh, um, Digico in the, in the um, mix. Well, I, it's actually got stuff on it because uh, I was doing my taxes. <laughs> ah, that time of year. Oh God, yeah, that reminds yeah, me. Yeah, I do. I do taxes and VAT at the same time this um, on January, and uh, yeah, but I am using the the um, the Digico quite a lot, uh, mainly because I'm just really preparing for another tour. But it does sound nice just mixing tracks on it. It just sounds beautiful. Um, I've never been a huge fan of digital consoles. Because I sort of thought, you know, what's the, what's the point? Because you can do it in the box, and that's essentially a digital console. But it's it is really it has a certain sound to it when you go analog into it uh, and analog out of it, and uh, and it's just the you know the, the the compressors are great in it, the EQs are great in it. So you know, I I love playing around on, I like having a hands on feel when I mix. Anyway, that's why I've always had the the um, the analog at least an analog console. Whether it's this, or I used to have a eighty sixty eight or um, nine ninety eight, and gosh, I've had a few consoles. But wow! Anyway, yeah, I, I'd <laughs> so. just like to draw your attention to the pun. Cheapo card com- company uh, there says using the hot valves in the desk to cook the books. Very good. Excellent, ah, yes. excellent. I like yes. that. Nice bit of topical, yes. topical on the fly punnery. Good work there. <laughs> uh, right. Well, let, let's let's start with. Uh, well, I'll start with this actually, because you know we can't really avoid the fact that Artoria have released three fairly major uh, units in the past three days. Mini Brute Two series. Uh, we've got the Mini Brute Two, the Mini Brute Two S, uh, the Rack Brute, uh, and this thing on the side, the sort of called Artoria Link, which everybody got really excited about until they realised it was just a racking system, but it's actually pretty cool. So uh, this is the Mini Brute 2, and these are a bunch of cool dudes making cool music with it. I'm just trying to see if they've actually got the... Yeah, there we go, and the two... Yeah, all the usual stuff. Let's see if I can find the the bit where it gets to the rack, because that was... Ooh, look at that. There we go, here's the rack stuff. This is interesting. Some uh, major manufacturer actually entering the rack space. This is uh, a 6U, 88HP, and uh, a 3U one. So, you get the gist of it. So, three new things uh, from Artoria. Well, four if you count the two flavours of rack stuff. Kind of bold and interesting they've gone before NAM. So, I guess that means when you go to NAM, you'll be able to see it, which I think makes a certain amount of sense, uh, even though I obviously goes against because then we can't get the scoop because everybody sees it at the same time. I know. Um, I can't remember, Charles. Are you a yeah? Well, you've got a Matrix brute, so therefore, yes. does this mean now I, you're going to have to get? And I have a a, a um, over there a Mini brute as well, um, and I have all their software 
and I think and I've, got got, I've got I've got one uh, I've got two of their key labs, and I know there's I've got something else from Arteria. I mean, I I, I love their stuff. I think it's great. I, like I love the 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 Matrix. I really liked a lot. My only complaint about it, which is something they have since fixed, was the build quality, and it was because of the keybed. And then they they did change out the keybed, uh, and they changed it out for free on me. Um, right. But the, but the um, the this Matrix brute, I think that thing's amazing. I love that thing. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's the muscle car of synths, isn't it? It's got a kind of. Oh you know, my god! It's I'm just like I've done. I've done two remixes over the past couple of weeks, and pretty much everything except drums. Well, even some drum stuff. It, almost everything has come out of that thing. Like it comes between that and the in my Korg mini log. Um, I, I and my OP one, I use the OP one on everything. Uh, I'm kind of sad, you know. I, I, I the idea of these new the new matrix for the the two the two S and so forth. I mean, it looks appealing. I don't think I'd get it just because I've got lots of stuff like that. You're already you know? bruited up. I am very bruited up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just uh, I keep uh, thinking it, of headlines at two brute. I should have had that in yeah, there somewhere. Very good. Damn. Yeah. Damn mm-hmm. it. Um, I missed that. Very good experience, but um, yeah, I, I I think it's exciting. I, I won't I won't get it because I've got all that stuff that to I mean I'd be just getting more stuff that does what I already do, but uh, but I do I do love their stuff. I think it's fantastic, and they have a really unique sound, and it's it's messy, it's dirty, and it's aggressive, and I I love it. It's not like in a three hundred three kind of way, but in a kind of um, in a kind of a just really. Yeah, you know, you said muscle car. It's like a '70s muscle car, but really efficient. Yeah, know? well, of course, of course, the thing is with the Matrix Brute, you've got the the uh, the ladder filter as well as the Steiner Parker. The Steiner Parker That's is right. great, but it does it's a very specific sound. I mean, you can find lovely harmonics in there, but any of the sweep stuff, it's very angry sounding, isn't it? It's got a sort of mm-hmm. a very specific sound, so you have to work quite hard to to get it to sound sweeter. I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, um, Yoad, you got any mm-hmm. Artoria stuff? I, I, you must have a I Matrix do. Brew in a studio like that, surely. Uh, no, Even if you've just... I, I, I think I'm... Well, what I do have is a very interesting um, beast here, which is a mini brute where the keyboard was taken out and instead there's a micro brute that lives there. Ah, okay. So it's like a and, profit and ten, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, exactly. So and they're, and they're obviously connected to each other. So basically, the microbrute serves as an additional oscillator. So I so I use it with without any VCA. So it's like you know just a drone without filtering. Um, they both re- receive uh, CV and, and MIDI to whatever, um, and and the, that whole microbrute is fed up to the um, external um, input on of, on the micro on the mini brute. Ah, okay. So, so essentially, I have a, a, a mini brute with two oscillators. Right. Hmm. I see. Um, I see. In, in a way, I think that that's kind of what the the, the mini brute two is, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is kind of. Uh, I mean, I've got one here actually, but I can't set the camera up. But the, certainly, as I said, the the thing that I really noticed about it is the the sub oscillator or the second oscillator has got. Oh, that know, sounds nice. It's got a really good 
solid and consistent low end, which you know you may well want to trim, but at least you don't have to put it in because, as Absolutely. I said before, no, it sounds quite sure... it's a, it sounds quite compressed and uh, it's definitely not this doesn't sound like a sine wave. Maybe it's the it's the streaming. It might the, have a. It... It's got quite a, f a, a a hard front end, and I haven't got any brute. I haven't got any brute factor on this one actually. But, no, but uh, it definitely it sounds like it has some uh, some odd harmonics. Yeah, 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 it may well be. On it. Yeah, well, uh, maybe that I, it might... I can't tell whether I'm distorting it or not. It's, uh, I haven't got that because I'm working on a headless mixer. It may well be that I'm driving it a bit hard into it. But it's an interesting concept. I mean, uh, they sent uh, the foot. I got a box. Honestly, it is. At, it was. It was like this big by this, and I was thinking, what on earth is this? Because they said, oh, can we send you something before now? Will you get a chance to look at it before now? I said, look, I'll try. If you want to send it to me, I will try, but. Uh, and I still, I still not sure whether I'm actually going to get a chance to shoot that video. But uh, so I've got the uh, Mini Brute Two, I've got the Mini Brute Two S, which is really cute. Actually, it's like the cross between a Mini Brute Two and a uh, uh, and a Drum Brute. And then I've got the Three U and the Six U modular stuff with this kind of uh, Arturia Link, which is the way of mounting it all up. I think actually we've got, uh, I think I've got a picture of that somewhere. Uh, where is it? I think it's here. Let's see. There's a picture of how it all hooks together. Let's see if they've actually. Uh, oh, you can. S oh no, that's not the pet. That's not the button at all. So you you get this like this. Um, so it's like this sort of racking system where you can spin it round and it will fold. Let's see if we can find the actual page. Check out the six. six yeah, I think there's actually. So you've got it there, and then hold on. If we roll down, there is. Yeah. So you can see it's. It looks like a quite a nice system. There we go. So you can fold it forward. You can you can rack. You can put your um, mini brute in the front wings, or you can put another brute case. Uh, yeah, here we go. This is where it all sort of works, mm, and nice. it, you can fold it over. It's yeah, it's it's a really nice idea. I mean, I think um, I'm told that it's a reasonable value. I think the eight U, which is the single single bay, is about two forty, and the top one is uh, the t the twin is. 330 uh, but it's got a fairly hefty power supply as well so that's kind of those are the things what that tend to tend to be the issue sorry what about euro modules uh, they they haven't released any euro modules but you one can assume that that might be something that they would explore i mean i have no inside information on this but i mean you know if they've what? built the case maybe yeah, so absolutely. or maybe just the fact that maybe the fact that they've just put the patch bay on the uh on the brute I remember it, there was a there was in the early '90s there was an ad, a mix magazine or something like that about um, there was the Sony versus Mitsubishi, you know, um, digital um, multi-track war, and mm -hmm. uh, and they and Sony, what was that? Yeah, Sony put out an ad showing a Mitsubishi truck carrying a sony dash multi-track saying something like um you know each one should do what they're best at or something like that you know Ooh. so, so <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's a great idea <laughs> yeah. for an ad if you want yeah, exactly. that if you want to get into that sort of thing yeah yeah but uh mitsubishi dash machine was amazing it was really good with a little patch that, bay that, that was the could, 32 you, track right yeah 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 which you could you can bounce stuff digitally from it had a little patch bay that you could it was really good but anyway so i i can't see arturia 
just putting out racks for racks for for other makes to 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 create the modules for. So they, they must yeah, maybe. be working on something. That would be kind of interesting. I don't know, Charles. Is, could that could that be the uh, could that uh, could that be the uh, that the, could tip the tipping the, the tipping factor? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> that would be it. That would be it. Yeah, I'd love something like that. God, that'd be nice. And I've, just, I've totally avoided that part of the revolution. So yeah. I, I just, I like synths, you know, synths. Um, I know what you're saying. You know, when we, we went to that, uh, was that thing down in Hastings? Um, Synthsy, and, yeah. Yeah, Synthsy. And uh, that, it was a, was it like a Waldorf sort of frame? Oh, yeah, the these... KB32, I think it is. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, like even that, I mean, I know it's a bunch of modules, uh, but I love like to this day, I still think about that and think, wow, I really did love that. I wish I bought it that day, <laughs> you know, or made an offer or something. Cause I just loved the sound. I love the feel of it. I love, I love that kind of stuff. That was all and, the, and I love that, that was all the AGH, uh, modular stuff, which are the, uh, that the kind of Moog, uh, building blocks, which apparently is yes. very good, which is probably goes to some reason why you, uh, dug it so much. Yeah, it sounded beautiful. It just sounded absolutely beautiful, and I'd I'd love something like that. And, and but but I'm sure that Arteria could build something like that with this new form factor that they have and the incorporation of being able to stick like a mini brute in there, or hopefully the old mini brute because I got one lying around here. Yeah. Um, but probably not. Maybe a mini brute two only. Um, but yeah, it'd be great. I'd love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Johan, I've just had an idea and the, the idea of your uh, micro brute in a mini brute. So you've got a micro brute in a mini brute, maybe in a mini brute two in uh, a matrix brute. And it sort of starts to sound a bit like those uh, ancient English feasts where you had like a kind of uh, a very uh, a quail inside a duck, inside a chicken, inside a goose, inside a, you know, you have that sort of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, no, I like I like this uh, this combination of um, of a two oscillator mini brute. Uh, I also have the Beatstep Pro, which I really love. That's a really yeah. cool. I mean, it's it's not making any sounds, but it's a really it's a really good. And I in general, I like the I like the sound. It's it's kind of nasty and um, and yeah, it's quite fat for something, you know, modern. You know, it sounds almost like a classic synth. Even though not yes, almost, I know what I mean, you're saying. It sounds like it has that classic sound of of like something that you would expect to 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 have been released uh, in the '80s or something. But it's yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, th th obviously, this is the two S as well. The only thing I will say, uh, initial. This is very much on initial kind of uh, reaction. Is one is the filter knob cutoff knob is really close to. I don't know if you can see that. Is really close to the. Uh, Oh, go away. Ah, it's gone. Damn, it's... Why is that coming? The menus come in. Right, get off, get off. You can see that there. It's really close to the oscillator tune knob. So when you reach for that, it's very easy mm. to knock this. And this has got a very wide range. So that's one thing that I did. And also, it's... It's a shame it hasn't got some sort of uh, analog or digital delay on it because I think a monosynth really does uh, come to life with something like that. But this, the sequencer on the 2S looks really good and they're both the same price so you can sort of choose which which way you want to go because the sequencer on the uh, just the regular Mini Brute 2 is is like a monophonic key step mm. uh, pro. Is it key step pro? I can't remember what it is. Uh, key what, step what's sequencer. the retail on these? 
599 UK. Uh, so I guess five something dollars. <coughs> oh, somebody says 575 for the Mini 2. I'm not sure. I think I think I got a re... Uh, they, they changed that. They started at 575 and then the distributor said, no, it's 599. So I don't know because... The, all the numbers of the currencies are all over the place at the moment, so they're probably oh. just hedging their bets a little bit. But yeah, uh, available in March, and as we say, could be some exciting times for more uh, coming along in, in the Eurorack kind of form factor. So uh, yeah, I think you could be right, Yo, Ed, uh, with something going on there. Oh. Um, uh, let's see. So what time is it? Oh, let's let's just have a little word from, uh, from our friends at Bitwig while I uh, gather my thoughts. Bitwig Studio 2.2 is here. Bitwig Studio combines both timeline and clip-based sequencing on Windows, macOS, and Linux. It features VST3 support, plug-in crashing protection, and a highly flexible user interface. With a lightning fast workflow for keyboard, mouse, and also touchscreens, it's great on the new Microsoft Surface devices. Modularity is also central to Bitwig Studio. It focuses on strengthening the way devices interact with one another and offers a highly flexible modulation routing system so you can route almost anything to anywhere, including audio rate modulations. Bitwig also offers many sync options. MIDI, MIDI Clock Master Slave, MTC, CV and Gate, Hardware Audio Clock and Ableton Link. So why not try Bitwig Studio today? Go to bit.ly slash bitwig now. Try it out for yourself. Well. Once again, we thank uh, Bitwig for uh, supporting the show, and also we're going to be going to see them at NAM. And I, I've heard that there's a, a software iteration, so hopefully we'll be amongst the first to show you what those uh, features are uh, as they'll be on the show. We'll get to see the gang. And last year they had it on uh, they were one of those uh, Microsoft Surface Studios, which are the sort of, uh, they're a bit like um, a desktop with a f- flippable screen. Uh, it was just, just so lovely on that, I have to say. It was yeah. like, we've got a real computer envy in it just because they've, they're amongst the first people to embrace the whole touchscreen aspect to working on DAWs, which... Is is what is one of those things? It's sort of hybrid, isn't it? It's, I don't know how people feel about that. I don't. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, touchscreen stuff for DAW work? Just as a well, as a first, quick... first, I, I want to say that when I grow up, I want to start using Bitwig. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really, you know, I've used Ableton Live, and uh, I like it. There are certain things I kind of, I don't, you know, I, in the arrange page, which I'm not. Yeah, the, yeah, the session it's not view, really session, yeah, yeah exactly it's, it's, the session yeah. view is amazing you can create like really cool beats and stuff but then you have to transfer it to to logic or cubase or protos or something like that um i haven't really explored the bitwig 2 um and bitwig the original one was very similar to um to to live um but they had this this launch this clip launcher which which is great so and all the all, all the modulation features and all that it's it seems like you know uh, really need to find the time to get into it and what about um, the touch touchscreen stuff would you kind of consider using a touchscreen for actually working on sessions or do you find that a bit would that be a bit too alien i don't know i don't know i see you know i see a lot of people doing some amazing stuff on ipads and i and i really like working on the um the moog um 
what was it? Animal? The 15? No, no, no the, 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 the Moon Model 15. for iPad. Oh. Model 15. Was that it? The one with the orbit well, there's thing? There's a 15. Oh, no, the, uh, that's the Animoog. Animoog. Yeah. Animoog, yeah. yeah. So, so I got along really well with that. So I considered that to be, I almost wanted to have an iPad, and I actually have room in, in the desk here. I don't know if you can see it, for, for an iPad as a mouse pad. Um, but is it embedded in the desk on your on your no. setup? No, it's just oh, it's no. There. I'm talking about. <laughs> I have. I actually have room to to embed, uh, and um, because I use trackball, so I can use mm -hmm. the the iPad as the mouse pad for the trackball. Ah, and okay. then if I mm -hmm. and to run Animoog, and then if I wanted to use the Animoog, I just move the trackball aside, and then I can. Um, but again, just don't have the time to do all those things. Yeah, uh, I but, know what you mean. But uh, so so I enjoyed using that, um, and and there's the the SoundGrid Studio and LV1, uh, the Wave stuff, which yeah. which runs on on touch screens and and it works pretty well. I don't know. I think I'm still gonna be quicker. What I would really like to see, and this is something that I've been wanting for ages, is to have two mice. To have two two discrete cursors, so I can work with both hands, and have and and either with other people. So a lot of times when you work with someone, you you know it would be great if they could join what you're doing, like you uh, can I do see, on a yeah. mixing desk or or, or a piano, or something like that. So just having two cursors, which can live side by side, and with multi-touch uh, screens. You basically have the technology to do that, uh, but I think I'll be quicker to to do it with both hands and some modifiers on the keys on the thumb and things like that. So well, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But that, I mean, it's, I would imagine it, it would be easily possible because if, if a lot of OSs, well, apart from OSX, but certainly Windows and uh, has got that built in, so it might well work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess uh, Charles. I mean. You know, you, your day-to-day -day job, I mean, studio work, probably not so much touchscreen, but I imagine live, a lot of the big consoles, a lot of their stuff is touchscreen, right? Yeah. So Those are both touchscreens. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's all yeah. touchscreen. It's a multi-point touchscreen, too. Um, so, our, yeah, it's multi-point and gesture-based. Um, I've seen people mix on those Raven systems. Yeah, I was thinking more um, about sort of moving arrangement stuff around, the actual arranging part of it, which is, you know, I don't know yeah. where you could be precise I, enough. I think, I'd, I think I'd like that, yeah. I mean, I, I, I found myself, because I, I this laptop I'm talking on now, I use it for running effects live, so I don't really use it that often. And I I opened it up, and I was doing something using my, doing my taxes, actually, and I went and reached for the yeah. for something on the screen to try to drag it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not touchscreen. Oh. Because I have an iPad Pro, and you know that that's about the same size, so I just naturally thought this thing pushed touchscreen for a moment. Yeah, it's and the sort of, of mixed I... metaphor of the uh, of the GUI language, I suppose, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which kind of but brings I... us. To, sorry, uh, carry on. No, sorry, go ahead, I, I, go ahead. no, no. Uh, I'm it kind of brings us on to the the next the next topic, which was at first of the list, but uh, as we're talking gesture, let's have a look at this. Uh, this is of course. Uh, I think this is Inception, isn't it? This is the Hans Zimmer piece. 
yeah. which we've heard uh, and it is, it is such a great piece of music it's really simple but this this is called uh, Enhancia Midi Ring and it's a wired version this is a prototype but what that is effectively doing is sending MIDI data based on it's got two uh, three gestures vibrato and I think there's a flip which a flip which is a pitch bend but there's also an up and down which you can map to another one and it does look a bit clumsy with the wire on it but they're, they're, like I say this is a very early prototype I know, it's, it looks interesting. And I, they, they also had another video, which was on Facebook, which I can't show without showing all of my personal Facebook stuff, which was Stevie Wonder trying it, and he was just playing, and he had it on his finger, and he was just kind of... And he totally got it, and he was like, yeah, that's really cool. Um, which, I mean, what a scoop, getting Stevie Wonder to play your prototype. Yeah, absolutely awesome. But in general terms, it's actually quite an interesting idea because we've got all of these, you know, it's all about expression. Everybody's looking for the way to express themselves via a traditional keyboard. You know, we've got the Roly stuff, which is fine, but does require a certain amount of relearning. And there are, there are many other flavours, but this just seems like something really, really simple. We'll just put the ring on and use it that way. I don't know what uh, what you think about that. I don't um you play, Chicky, so, I mean, does it, mm -hmm. something like that, you could, you could see that being quite useful for expression, certainly maybe live as well, because you get the gesture, and like having a D-beam on your finger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think that could be quite cool um, if they, you know, get rid of the wire thing. And there was another another one that was on the same page. Um, yeah, which didn't have them? the wire, that's right. Yeah, it, it was. Didn't have yeah. the wire. That actually, to me, seemed more interesting, but, um, but oh, this, it yeah. seemed a bit more... I thought the music was okay. really horrible, so I played that one yeah, yeah, yeah. instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, and obviously Hans Zimmer piece is great. Um, I could, I could see it being really cool, but I can't see myself ever getting into that. You know, it's just, it's just not the way I would work. Uh, I'm not, I'm not that kind of player. But someone who's a better player than me, yeah, I can totally see why they would do that. Yeah, um, I, I could think of a few people that I work with who would just absolutely love something like that. So, yeah, I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, uh, and um, we don't know. Uh, it's going to be kickstarted in March, I believe. Um, we may well see them at NAMM. I'll have to check that out. I, um, I know you had your, your traditionally, you know, your, your, your first instrument is guitar, but, I mean, expression on keys, you know, it's the perennial, it's that perennial kind of topic we keep coming back to and people Absolutely. keep trying to fix it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> what, I, what I don't understand with this uh, prototype is because you see, you see him so he plays with his thumb but then as he moves fingers his his whole palm his whole hand is moving so why isn't it affecting it while the while so it seems like it only affects it so there's something here i don't get basically. it's got fi it's got fixed axis of movement it only works in three distinct movements so it's not it's it, it works like this so quite wide movements if you move your hand up and down it move it it works in vibrato and it also works yeah, but, in that that's it yeah but the vibrato thing which is which is obviously changing the pitch if you do that or whatever why not why isn't it activated it gets activated when you do this when you move to a different key so this is what i don't quite get because that's a good question. Maybe they're mm, just very. Maybe they've yeah. got it sussed and it's quite clever and works it out. I don't know why that because is. Because it it seems like it seems like it works only. So whether it's it's an aftertouch. I mean, it would make sense if it was an aftertouch uh, sort of 
related. So maybe it only gets activated when it, maybe it's only active once you have ac- um, after while there's, while there's a note activity. on, perhaps. Yeah, or something like that. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. So, but but in any case, it it looks very yeah, very cool. It's the sort of intuition of it, isn't it? Because you see people playing keyboards all the time and they're doing this sort of thing. You know, they tend to try and imbibe somehow expression into the sound, even though it's not actually doing anything. It's almost like a kind of mannerism that people use that they're trying to kind of make it do that. But this actually seems like it will. It's not clear exactly how... Well, I guess there's a little translator thing that just inserts that MIDI data that you presumably can map however you want into the stream, and there you go. You're kind of, like, good to go. But another French company, it seems like they're very fixated about this idea of expression because, obviously, we've got the Touche Expressive E, which, again... Is a really uh, that that is a great little uh, unit as well. A lot of people who try that just say that is awesome, and I, I'm sure over the years uh, of various trade shows, particularly Music Messer, I've seen all kinds of sort of bonkers and unusual expressive ideas and sort of strange Star Wars type controllers. You know, Star Wars uh, pub mm-hmm. band type controllers. But yeah, this this uh, Enhancia dot co uh co is it there there it is that's what it's going to look like ultimately so it's a it's a ring that you put on i, I did think that actually having a wire on it wasn't a bad idea because then you wouldn't lose it but you know it swings around about isn't it but um yeah a nice idea and i think the expressiveness like i say we're always trying uh, uh, people try and find it and an aftertouch kind of works but it's it really depends on the quality of the keyboard because the keyboard is mm-hmm. often not able to interpret that micro, you know, because we're talking like two or three mils of movement and makes it very hard to yeah. be precise with it. Maybe it's going to be a lot easier with something like this to do that. I think they need to rework their logo a little bit too because it looks It like does it look like Penhancia, doesn't it? Penhancia. Which could be something else. Yeah, it looks like... Yes. And, and the idea of Ring and Penhancia sort of... Yeah, if you've seen the back of any specialist magazines, you might be thinking something else, perhaps. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it might just be my dirty mind. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it could be that. Could be could that. Be. <laughs> let's just let's just say it's my dirty mind instead, shall we? That's the much easiest <laughs> thing. But uh, anyway, very cool. Um, let's see what's the next thing we got. Oh yeah, man. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, here's one. Two, four, six, eight. This dropped yesterday. Uh, this is another lifestyle type video. We did shoot our own video. This is uh, a band, obviously on the road in the van after a gig, going back to the motel, kind of like, oh, you know, tired out, all that. Uh, but good for them. That's less like the hotel we used to stay at Nam. So now they're basically set up, and this this is the Universal Audio Arrow, which is bus powered Thunderbolt. solo chip version with two of the unison preamps and all that good stuff so you can run a fairly decent record path in it and it's just much more portable so there they are they're off they're they're making that i must say before we go any further they could cheer up a bit i mean they're living the dream you know they're on the road they're in the band they're touring they're writing music in the hotel room i mean how many of us have kind of thought that's what i'm going to do when i'm on the road and never got around they're doing it and they're miserable that's the only that, I just want to point that out. I don't know. Um, Charles, you, I don't know if you use UAD stuff or not, but um, I mean, it's I another do. flavor. Right, okay. Is there a I'm use a for that? I'm a big uh, UAD user. Is this, is, this have, different, um, is this different enough to the Apollo desktop, Apollo Twin, for you to kind of consider? Because it will add to your overall DSP count if you've got more stuff. Yeah, well, so will the Apollo. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Apollo's, Apollo's just has more functionality for me i don't have yeah. an apollo i don't have the apollo um 
the small you know, the, the twin you know, the one yeah. with the, the twin yeah the twin couldn't remember the name of it i have the uh i've apollo 16s and uh, apollo 8s um and um which i love i think they're amazing they sound fantastic lots of processing power this has uh one chip in it the solo chip and from my experience that that that's that's not a lot of power i mean each one of my units has four and i i can max that out pretty fast um, especially it depends on the plugin, obviously. There's certain plugins like the legacy plugins don't even eat much power, but the the their newer stuff, like the, yeah, the stuff where they've um, modeled the power supply and the you know, like the yeah, uh, yeah, that stuff, exactly. yeah, and the Fairchild, all that sort of thing, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I mean, the fact the cool thing about this is that it's bus powered, so taking something like that on the road to, to actually work on music in the hotel room, which I mean, honestly, all the bands I've worked with and I'm in my own experience as a person who also makes a living as a songwriter, like when you're in a hotel room after on a tour, like the last thing you want to do is work <laughs> on music. All you want to do is like go on Netflix, lie in bed and not talk to anybody. <laughs> you know, Just like, you know, music is like the last thing on my mind. Um, and also because, you know, I'm, I'm like, if I'm trying to compose anything, you know, I've got like, electricity or Enola gay or one of those songs or slave to the rhythm or you know let's go crazy or whatever songs are for, that my client has been playing every single night that's stuck in my head and i can't really think of anything new to to create um but uh yeah but i mean if, if i were on vacation or holidays they say here in the uk uh i would i would take something like that with me i love the fact that it's bus powered you know it's just one less thing to plug into the wall it's just you know, and, and it carries, especially it's because it's Thunderbolt three, so it carries enough voltage for um, for get de two. yeah decent decent forty eight yeah. volt proper yeah that and a couple of couple of decent mics yeah absolutely you know I I would definitely do something like that um, if it honestly the, my one thing is I wish it had at least two to four processors in it then I would I would I would snap it up. Even if it was like another couple of hundred pounds, I'd still snap it up. It'd be great to have. Yeah. It's just, it's a little underpowered for me. It, it, like one one extra processor doesn't make a difference to me. Four would though. Yeah, yeah, Two yeah. Because uh, I, I take your point because if you're investing in more hardware, then at least you can add those to your overall system. But one is negligible. Yeah, that's a fair point. I know, yeah. Yoad, are you, uh, are you a UAD user? Lots of people <sighs> do. I mean, I guess, you know, you I, probably... I... In a way, I wish I was, uh, but for me, the the hardware um, puts me off. Basically, not that it's not good. The Apollo is great. I, w I did a session in 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 Hamburg um, a year or two ago, recording in band uh, through an amazing Neumann desk. But the interface was was Apollo, and it sounded really good and everything. Uh, but I don't like things that are uh for me the the it's basically it's the software protection so sure, they don't yeah. they don't use audio units because they, it'll get cracked or or vst and, and so they have their own their own format that needs to to run on the on the on the hardware um i don't need any more processing power not even on my laptop because i you know I don't do final mixes on the laptop, and if I do some programming or some mix or some whatever, I find ways. I freeze stuff or I bounce stuff or whatever I need to do, and also I don't record 
I always record things completely dry, unless I, I, I would do some EQing on the desk just because it sounds amazing, but I wouldn't do any compression or any, any stuff like that. So, uh, and even guitars I record dry because it's easier to, to edit them, especially if you have distorted guitars, you lose the transients and then you can't quantize, you can't edit and, and, and all that. So I record everything dry. So for me, that's not, you know, that's not, um, a thing to consider and and i just don't like the fact that it runs out i like something that is flexible like on a native system like on a right. laptop or something that i can manage the the resources um rather than having a fixed amount of power that i can that i it, it brings me back to the old days of tdm and stuff and i just uh i'm i'm not into that having said that you know i use a scar the focus right uh, scarlet i have a couple of those in in the laptop bag i have a few laptops and a few of those and they're very convenient and uh, the arrow seems like it's a similar size um so as an audio interface it seems like a good thing to have but but for me, I don't know if I would use the plugins. Having said all th all that, I really like the sound of UAD. They they, they make really good plugins, and uh, and I wish they had a native format so I could use them, you know, fluently and freely like I use other other plugins. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the uh, the thing about this is it's yet another flavor of it, and and it's a it's a cute little thing. I did th I think I showed that. But uh, um, and I think I didn't check actually because I can't see the rear of it whether it's got a USB C style connector or whether it's still the Thunderbolt because that was always the problem with any of the Thunderbolt stuff. Yeah, I can't see that there's a picture of that on the back because if it's got the USB C type connector, then that makes it, it a I lot easier. Because I think you, it's Thunderbolt. Let's I have a look. So it's actually, it's actually uh, okay. Let me see. Ah, no, it's a USB C. There we go. Oh yes, awesome. Oh, wow. That is big deal so, because for a start, that means you don't have to spend sixty quid on an adapter. So yeah, good, yeah. good call. And so the the lead is a lot more affordable. So yeah, that's a that's one actually thing. I'd like to, I'd like to add one thing. Is that one of the things I do love about UA, and it, it, it's with this product and with their their Apollo twins or Solos twins, whatever they are. <laughs> yeah, Apollo uh, twins. Their eights, their their sixteens, everything is um. Like with Apollo, all of their stuff, like you know, when from their cheaper products all the way up to their more ex most expensive products, um, uh, you know, in this particular line, it's like there there's a consistency of quality. Like this thing here, it, you got two mic preamps. They are pro. They are really pro. Everything's really pro. It's just you lose features with when you pay less money, and if you pay more money, you get more features. And and like. I like I do like companies that do stuff like that as opposed to some companies you know when you pay less they just give you cheaper quality components and you know try to add lots of features but it's just kind of slightly crappier but not these guys it's just you know for their for their entry level stuff it, you're still getting high quality components on everything it's just it's just cheaper and fewer features and when you buy their 16s you've got you yeah know, you just got more of them yeah no I think got that makes a sense. lot of stuff Makes sense. I love companies operating like that. Yeah, I think that's fair play. And we do appreciate the Universal Audio people. They're always also not a nice bunch of people, as many are. But uh, yeah, excellent. Okay, um, let's now, it's probably time to uh, run the isotope section. Here we go. This is uh, Ozone 8, uh, which is the 
mix processing and mastering software from Isotope. Mastering Assistant gets you started. You can kind of give it an idea of where you're trying to go and it will give you a starting point, which is actually very useful for many people. Uh, gets you in the ballpark, and then you can tweak from there. You also get the ability to, uh, with the <coughs> excuse me, the tonal balance control, which I think is coming, the assistant actually works and reads the audio and figures out you know, what it thinks it might need. You can master it with the tonal balance, which gives you kind of rough areas of energy within the frequency bands to be able to aim for and that's also very useful another visual clue uh, you can also operate if you've got neutron 2 installed and other versions of ozone 8 across various plugins in it it will communicate with other plugins within the same document allowing you to kind of work on the mastering from within a single interface got the ability also to uh, a b or a b c d lots and lots of different mixes a lots of different tracks so you can just level match and then kind of go is this sounding similar all very powerful stuff to work for in the mixing side of things if you want to try it isotope uh, ozone 8 just go to isotope.com forward slash ozone 8 and you'll be able to check out as with all of their stuff it's got a 10-day free demo in-app referencing as i mentioned earlier lots of ways of using it anyway we thank isotope for their continued sponsorship of the show and also uh, we've got a competition last week we asked the uh, you to tweet uh, future mastering and ozone 8 and we've got a winner this week uh, last week's winner is a person called terrible prod which i am sure they're not terrible prod but it's uh he or she says uh it would be so, uh, future mastering with ozone 8 would be so much easier don't sleep on sonic state it's the best pod bed pass best podcast in the i'm gonna choose uh universe there rather than world because it's cut off because it was only 160 characters i'll go for universe the world would be fine a country frankly or city uh um but yes terrible prod at terrible prod if you want to get in touch then please do and we've got another competition uh, for this week what we're asking for is the tweet the hashtag uh make it sound good as one word and the hashtag ozone eight to at sonic state and at isotoping if you enter that on twitter you will be entered for the competition where you can win a full copy of ozone eight so the t the hashtag is make it sound good and the hashtag ozone8 together with at sonic state and at isotope inc and once again we thank them for a sponsorship of the show um right let's see what our next topic is we've got new brutes we got this ah yeah of course yeah another massive release this is uh, a video from um <coughs> sonic scenarios michael a guy called mike corrali who works control synthesizers in brooklyn and this is of course the moog dfam which is drummer from another mother which is again um it came out of the DIY workshop, which was a sort of VIP access thing for Moogfest, where people got to make one of these, and they've turned it into a product like they did with the Workstat. So this is essentially a percussion synthesizer, and there's some great... They do a really good job of the demo here, so lovely photography as well, I have to say. Eight-step sequencer, two oscillators, uh, cross-modulation, all kinds of good stuff in there, and it seems to create a surprising amount of tonal stuff. And I couldn't tell, but even though it's eight steps, it does seem like there's higher granularity because it seems like there's maybe use the envelope. I'm not entirely sure how it works to get sort of the bits in between. So that's out now, and that was announced this week also. So people are getting their stuff in at NAM. In fact, Moog uh, themselves are not at NAM in person. They don't have a booth there. They've got a, a, a sort of freaky synth house, which we were hoping to get to, but they shut it on Wednesday night, and the only way I was going to be able to get to it was to basically get off the plane and take a cab to it, film something or other, which I guess would be the DFAM, and then get a cab to the hotel before the show. I just thought, you know, much as I love them, I'm not sure I'm ready to uh, for that. That would just be a little bit too excessive for me. I don't know. Uh, Charles, 
Did you try yes. the Mother 32? Um, this thing looks kind of cute, doesn't it? I own a Mother 32. I yeah, love I thought so. Right. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I bought that and my organelle at the same time. Um, the uh, I love the Mother love the Mother 32. This looks really cool. I think what you were talking about as far as the it's eight steps, but I bet there's got to be some way to access sub steps because everything they were playing in there had at least sub steps in there. It sounded like to me. I thought so too. Unless yeah. they just Plus they got the LFO just like so bang in time every time. Um, it starts, the video. it's funny, the video starts off with kind of not particularly great sounds, but over time it, it, it evolves into some really cool sounds. Would I ever use it as a drummer thing, drum thing? No, I just use it for just generating cool synth rhythms. I mean, it was just, it was fantastic sounding. I love the video, really good video. Um, I would, yeah, I I would actually get that. And there's that that mounting thing for the um, for the mother mother thirty two, which I don't have. You know, where you can yeah, mount yeah, yeah, two yeah. or three of them. And if this will fit in that, then I will buy the mounting thing and then the defam. Yeah, yeah, that would be a, like main, that. make a really nice combo. I think you're right there. It'd be lovely, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, when I did the review, I think I had a three height one, which was just epic. So I had two up there and one down there. It did look great. It sort of it. it it looked a little bit like a mini Tonto, <laughs> That's, although without without any of that stuff. Um, yeah, but it's very nice, very nice indeed. Um, um, Yoad, got any of? Have you got the Mother Thirty Two? Is this something that'd be interest for creating um, things? I have, I have the Mini Moog, the Model D, and uh, I'm seriously considering the um, the Behringer. Um, oh yeah, D. the Model the D. Yeah, that's shipping um, now, I believe. Yeah. Because it's it's rack mountable. It's actually Euro rack mountable, and uh, so, um, I, to me, maybe I'm completely wrong. But to me, it looks like the video. It was all multi-tracked, because I can't I can't see how how it's possible without it being multi-tracked. So maybe I'm completely mm. wrong. Uh, it still it sounded really good, good noises and uh, and nice. Um, yeah, everything looks cool about it. I would definitely like to know whether it what we saw and heard on the video is something that you can generate with one instance of, basically with one you know with one machine, or whether it was yeah. it was just uh, overdubbed. Yeah, I'm just looking at the notes. I'm fairly sure it wasn't because I have to say that um, Moog themselves. I mean, one thing that they have done also they used they 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 focused on uh, women performers in the actual promo video themselves, uh, which is always good to see. You know, they're, they're really up for redressing the balance. We talked about this last week, so we won't go into that too much. But I noticed there was some quite complex stuff in there as well. So I'm guessing it might be capable of more than. Because more than we think, because you've always got a noise source and you've got two oscillators, and I think it's possible to flip flop between them, so you end up with multiple voices. But I, I don't know because I've not had my hands on one. But yeah, I take your point. It may be that there was some uh, extra business going on. But usually, when people do those sort of demos, they will say, "Yeah, this was done. We did add some stuff." But it doesn't mention that. I also like the fact that it sounded a little bit like it distorts. It, it, like there's a, and I think about halfway through it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's like almost. It, there's a slight FM kind of sound to a lot of it too, which I thought was very cool. So it seems like you know, there's maybe an LFO that goes up into the audible range or something. It's I couldn't tell for sure, but it was. It's funny it was, though, I isn't it? I mean, because I mean, I don't think uh, 
I mean, not a lot of people. I mean, I'm not saying people don't, but generally, I mean, most mono synths are capable of creating some really interesting and exciting percussion stuff, particularly if they've got those envelopes that are have got sort of micro, very micro kind of control. You need to kind of logarithmic uh, response so that you can get variations in the attack and decay that are really tiny, and you can create incredibly uh authentic and, and interesting rhythm stuff from it as well i mean i know because the uh, the mini as well uh, you add it i mean lots of people build drums on the minis i mean because the envelopes are very snappy and when people Absolutely. say snappy envelopes it's just people don't often reach for a synth to create their own uh drum sounds i don't know if you do i i of, i do and i actually released a product that that has um a few banks of uh of just percussion generated by um sh101 mini moog Model D, um, Core Gamma's 10, and maybe there was another one. But there's loads of all the sounds you can, you know, they can make really cool sounds, but it's kind of a limited amount of sounds that you can actually generate, especially ones that are useful. So you have some sweeps, some kind of cool kick drums, some, some noise, white noise snare drums and things like that. Um, and uh, so, I, so I really worked on it and and created a bank of these and uh um so so yeah now i can use my own bank it's also available commercially but i i you can plug it go on say what it is tell us tell us where they could get it come on uh, i I think i mentioned it before it's called analog uh, nevo analog machine by sample phonics it has Ah, loads of other other scenes and stuff but it has a section of, of just uh and i find you know, I just use it rather than going to the thing and and program it. I just use it because it it's spent all all over the keyboard and you know, just convenient. Uh, but yeah, mm. those those sounds uh, those sounds that we heard are, are really cool. There really we cool. go. Da da da. You get a pl- oh yeah. There we go. Oh, That's oh, what it is. There. Quick buy add to cart. Four point six gigabytes of sounds. Uh, well, actually, on the on the subject of um of of drum, what I tend to do and I like to do is. I create a sixteenth part, and then I t- I just bring the the envelope just down to almost nothing and make very micro adjustments to the de- the, the decay, and you mm. get these really beautiful moving. I mean, and you can you know if you trigger it via MIDI, you can create swing or whatever, and you can just create these sort of really long evolving sort of percussion patterns that are that take the part of hi hats or shakers or other yeah. rhythmic pulses stuff. I like I like to do that. I've just been doing that with a synth I've got here that that you know really. And it's very pleasing to me. And I remember, I, th- I think I started doing that years ago. And I don't do it a lot, but I just find it, it makes me feel like I'm a proper synthesis when I do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Yes. So uh, the DFAM, I think, is available. Um, let's see. It's, I think they're shipping now, actually. I, I think they've already shown up in the retailers or certainly listed. It's going to be, uh, what does it cost? I think it's six, seven, nine US dollars. So probably somewhere in the region of six seven nine uk pounds it seems to kind of be a pretty much a parity site type of thing there so there's not so much i, I guess we were going to talk about nam rumors so i don't know if anybody is uh, uh, uh either nam rumors or things you perhaps like to see at nam because uh, i may have mentioned it a couple of times but nam is next week in fact there's no show next week because all the week after because i'll be at nam next week and then traveling but there will be uh, a live stream uh 12 30 uh pacific time on Sunday the 28th, we've got the we've booked the live streaming hub at NAM. They've given us it. Uh, Gaz is going to be there. I think we're going to try and get uh, Marla Melodies on as well. We're going to do sort of a, a show wrap. So about 12.30 uh, Pacific time next Sunday, 
that's Sunday the 28th. We will be live streaming you know, via this channel, so you'll be able to see that. And we, you'll be able to hear just how ruined we are because, we A, we party the night before because Saturday night's party night, but, B, it's like that. I think I've started to write the live blog stuff and that you suffer from this thing called Nambrain, uh, which whereby your short-term memory becomes completely destroyed and you have no buffer whatsoever. And all you can remember is how to breathe, how to function, how to locomote and where your stuff is. <laughs> and that's about it. So it should be quite interesting. There'll be a whole bunch of people who just can't remember anything. It'll be like a sort of Alzheimer um, kind of chat show or something along those lines. But uh, it, I'm sure it'll be fun. So I'm looking forward to that. So I don't know, um, Charles, I, I mean, some of us are privy to things that we probably can't talk about. Some of us are... I've heard things that we can talk about and some of us just go, I'd like to see. So insert anything uh, uh, <sighs> you feel appropriate at this point. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's some stuff I know about that I can't talk about, but outside of that, um, I can't think of anything. I mean, gosh, I, I want, I, I, I'm in the very blessed position of being, of wanting for very little because kind of have everything i need so uh i mean i've got great synths i've got great mics i've got great interfaces i've got great computers i you know i know that this isn't the ces show but i'd love for apple to come out with another uh desktop computer but yeah, we'll see if that ever happens again um but yeah there's really nothing out there that i'm just wanting for at all uh i'm happy with how things are <laughs> Well, it's interesting you should say that. So that that that's essentially a challenge to the manufacturer. I'm not, and I I think I think that's common. I mean, obviously there are people who are coming up through and look, you know, say if only I had, then I'd be great. You know, that's the way the aspirational thing works. But there's so much choice, and you can have a lot of things that you need. So I mean, it has to be quite a compelling reason for you to kind of go, yeah, I really want that these days. It's not quite so straightforward, is it, really? Well, what it what it comes down to, for me, what it comes down to is i can i can double all the equipment i have you know and, and add in all kinds of new things but if i'm not writing songs then you know what's what's it for you know <laughs> so it all comes down to be able to you know to, to create be able to create and uh i don't i don't want any i mean i've got way too many plugins and stuff like that i don't want any, anything that's going to get in the way of my creativity because it's some new toy that i'm going to play with for a little while and then go oh well that was exciting i mean i i what i have i'm very happy with right now so but there may be something really cool just around the corner out, yeah. who knows yeah. the corner. I there may, there there may be. be a game changer but ah, you know also <laughs> that old chestnut <laughs> but you know right before now there's a there's a lot of uh not vaporwave but vaporware which is where the name vaporwave comes from there's a lot of vaporware you know that you hear about and of course none of it ever materializes and you know some kickstarter thing and then it never gets built and you know we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see we'll see what they announce and and i'll i, I will watch with bated breath although i will be really busy during that time period yeah unfortunately well it'll yeah. all be online don't worry we'll archive it all we'll i'll send you a usb key i've got i've got about 50 of them here so i'll just post you one Excellent. <coughs> i know yeah i mean like obviously it's always a tricky time of year because as industry people we often get sort of inside information that we're unable to pass on to the general public or not as the case may be but i mean do you find that that something has to be also you know quite compelling for you to go yeah i want that i need that that will make my life better um it's these days it's usually the the, the little things you know i bought this uh, spider guitar capo which i'm really happy with 
you know so this this um after touch ring uh, looks uh, very interesting uh things like that um there will be some interest very interesting waves uh, announcements and um uh, and and so, are they uh, are they going to be there? Are you going to be there? I should go and see them. I I'm guess. not going to be there, but waves are going to be there. Okay. Uh, this year I'm not going. Uh, but uh, two very interesting uh, products, um, and I don't know. I'm 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 happy to be surprised and uh, waiting to be surprised actually to see what uh, what. What yeah, I mean, this... what what one thing that is interesting is there are quite a number of uh, no no shows. Uh, I think Gibson aren't there. I think uh, Dave Smith's not there. Um, Moog aren't there. Uh, those are the ones that I can think of. I think there's a few people that aren't going, but there's still a lot of people that are. So it's not we're not quite at the kind of music messer kind of tumbleweed scenario by any stretch. Uh, I, I want to see the Waldorf Quantum because that's going to be on display because last time we saw it, it was very much kind of under a glass case. Couldn't really check it out. There's also the Radical uh, Delta CPA, which is a, a, a kind of self-contained monosynth uh, in Eurac format. And their stuff sounds really good. And they they did the, um, I'm trying to remember what the name of the, 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 the big sort of DSP synth that they did, Radical Technologies. I've forgotten the name of it, but... And they've done some really good Eurac stuff, so it'd be nice to see a complete voice because their stuff, Jörg Schaff is really, really good, and it's it's kind of not, he hasn't had the product that everyone's going, wow, I'm going to get that, and uh, this might be one of them. Um, uh, I think I think Korg will have something. It's their 50th, right? It's their 50th anniversary. I remember the days, I think we went to their 40th, and they put on this fantastic banquet. Gone are those days where you get those kind of, you know, no expense spared, food from around the world. That was that was a great night in uh, Frankfurt. I have to, I, I can't remember much about it, but I suspect they'll be announcing something or announcing some plans. They've kind of, I think I was saying before the show, they said, you must come, come, you know, come and see us, come to the press, come to the press conference. I don't, I, I don't usually do press conferences because I can't film there and it's just, that downtime for me so I, I've booked an appointment and it's either because they've got nothing and it's like a I don't know a Kronos update or it'll be something really big it's one of the two so I'm hoping it'll be something really big because <laughs> that'll be all, all great for us um I don't know what else there is I mean that's the other thing I mean that's going to be very interesting and obviously the Artoria stuff we'll see in the flesh world I've got it here but it might be that it'd be quicker for me to film something at NAM rather than get something done here uh, the little Maybe things. Korg will issue a new monopoly or something like that. Oh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, monopoly. Yeah. Little things. We found th now this. This is something that we use for our show stuff. This is the mic that you know you could talk into. So we switched it on, and so the person who's interviewing and you can be heard. This. These are really hard to find with dynamic mics on them. We found these, and they're they're really quite cheap. And the headphones are fantastically sealed. Look, they, you do this when you push them together. They actually create a vacuum. That's how good oh, that's how cool. good the seal is, and the mic sounds really good. So I mean that hopefully that will improve the quality of our coverage because our our sort of ghostly disembodied voices will be won't be yelled down the the, the bleed from the Lavalier what's, mic. Or, what's the connection on that? Uh, on this, it's uh, a is pair it a five of no, it's uh, a pair of these. Oh. So oh, okay. headphones, you know, which is perfect for us. And it's a good long lead. I I know it's not very exciting, but it is actually, it's quite a big deal because normally these things are usually sort of the stuff that you find for stage management or sports events. And they're normally about three or 400 pounds. This was 50 quid. So we bought which, three sets. Which brand are they? Oh, God. I wish I could tell you. 
it, it's just because you know what mon touring mon i could do something like that it's i can't make it out because their logo is really hard to, to is to it mon monopri monocore mon monador monocore monocore bh009 Oh, yeah. You know, just because I could actually use something like that live because I'm constantly having to, um, you know, I, I use headphones a lot because I'm listening to solo channels and stuff like that. But I also have to have a good set of clear comms. And most clear comm headsets are so clunky. And, you know, you don't really want them under your ears because it just sounds terrible. So if there's some way I could turn that, like rewire it and turn it into a clear comm headset, I'd be really happy. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, it might so. be possible. Uh, the headphones are all right. They're not the best. They're not as good as because we've got a pair. We have, uh, I think they're Sennheisers, but the, the mic on the Sennheisers isn't as good as the mic on this. It's got a very mm -hmm. high present. It's got a very high mid peak, which is fine perhaps for some things. But if you're, it sounds a bit, it sounds a bit shonky in, in, in the environment that we're using them in where there's a lot of background noise. And this is a bit more, it's yeah. a bit of a smoother smoother uh, finish or maybe it's a bit of a smile or something on the curve anyway that was yeah, it's kind of like random cool. not very music tech um yeah right. i suddenly got really excited about it excellent well i'm glad i could pass some useful information on to yeah. you as well thank you i'm glad i'm glad that was a, that was possible but like i say uh next week no show and uh we won't be back our uh, show next show is going to be in february <coughs> crikey uh because we're back i'll be on, gone i travel back on the 31st so yeah Excuse me, that's the cough coming in. I'm trying not to get that. So um, I want to say th thank you, Yohad, for joining us. It's been a pleasure as ever. My and pleasure. thank you for taking the time to give us yet another delightful shot of your studio there. <laughs> I hope you have next, a, a good couple time, of weeks. Next time I'll try a different angle. See what okay, I look forward no, to that. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us. If you're interested in what Yohad's up to, uh, I think there's some up-to-date information on yohadnevo.com, uh, but... Um, do check out the wave stuff and all the fantastic productions that you've done. I hope you've got a busy yet not too stressful week. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, something like that. Something <laughs> like that. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Also, Mr. Charles Chicky Reeves, thank you for joining us too. Uh, I guess we won't see you for a little while because uh, we'll be off and then yeah, you'll be I, off. Yeah, I'm working every single day. Then I go on tour beginning of February. I'm back towards the end of february and then i go back to america the beginning of march and i'm gone until most of april then i'm back for like a week and then i go back to america for a few more wow. shows and then busy busy then i come back and yeah it's a it's a busy time but i'll i'll be more around here uh come may that's that's okay. the time you can count on me Super. Well, lovely. Thank you very much. That's it for this week. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you all um, in a couple of weeks. And don't forget, uh, Sunday the 28th, 12.30 uh, Pacific time uh, will be our next live airing. See you later.